Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of The Advice You Didn't Take with your girl Remy Ray and I have a special guest all the way from the Middle East, <laughs> Natalie. Could you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about what it is that you're up to and what brings you back to London in this Christmas period? Um, yeah, so I'm Natalie, I'm a teacher, I've been teaching for I think this is my eighth year now eighth and year, wow. After about five years of teaching in the UK, I decided to move out to the Middle East, to Dubai, and um, I'm in my third year teaching in Dubai at the moment, and yeah, I'm just back for the Christmas holidays to spend some time with family and catch up with friends. Nice. Um, Natalie's being a bit nice because her Instagram is fabulous. she's well traveled and she's just a real go-getter which is one of the reasons why I thought it would be really cool to have you on um, the advice you didn't take because the whole concept behind the advice you didn't take is for girls that are like like us basically that might not have had the most guidance in our lives or you know we took people gave us advice but we really didn't take it when we were younger and then we kind of figured things out as we went along or like we hit our head a few times and then we kind of found our rhythm. I don't know if that is true for you, but I know many, many girls like hitting 30 have expressed to me that basically, you know, they didn't really have like a mentorship or a specific direction. They might have got a degree in this area and work in a whole different area because they didn't want to go for their dreams. But did you go, was this always something that you wanted to do? Teaching was always a passion. Yeah, I guess it's something I can relate to because my degree is, was in psychology, which is something I'm very interested in. Yeah. But when I finished, I wasn't ready to, you know, do a master's or do a PhD. Yeah. I've always loved learning and have a good relationship with children. So I decided to do the PGC and start teaching. And for the first few years, I was really enjoying it. Yeah. But in the UK, it's quite stressful. <laughs> so I became a bit disillusioned with it. And I was like, Do you know what? I've really always wanted to work abroad. Yeah. And I wanted to travel a lot more because I love traveling. Yeah. And I was also at that age where I wanted to save up to get a property. Yeah. And it's so hard to save in the UK Ooh, because <laughs> the majority of your salary is going on, rent. you know, rent and living expenses. Yeah. So I was like, Do you know what? Let me do this. I had a couple of friends that had done it. Um, I remember I was looking online one night and I saw a job at a good school and I think the the deadline, the closing date was the next day and I just applied for it and yeah, kind of the rest is history. Wow, so you literally went online, you had the seed in your mind basically but you went online and thought... I had the seed in my mind for a little while (laughs) because I have a couple of friends, I had one friend who had gone to teach in Nigeria a couple of years before and then I had another th- friend who'd gone to Dubai yeah so I'd known a few people that had done it and the thought had been in my mind for a little while but you always feel like oh can I really just up sticks and move <laughs> new country by myself um but yeah at that point I think I'd had a half term and was about to go back to school and wasn't really looking forward to it and was like do you know what I'm gonna look on there see what's about, saw a job, spoke to my friend, and she said, you know, that's a really good school in Dubai. Yeah. And I just applied for it and then heard back from them. What um, years were you teaching in the UK, and is that different now that you're teaching in Dubai? No, it's quite similar. So I'm qualified to teach all of primary, so anything from nursery to year six. Yeah. In the UK, I taught reception, year one, and year three. Just before I left, I was teaching year three. Yeah. But since I've been in Dubai, I've gone back to being, I'm teaching reception. Okay. 
they call FS2 in Dubai, and I've actually got a promotion since I've been there as well. So I lead, yeah, I lead the FS2 there. So I lead a team of about 14 teachers uh, and staff. So yeah, it's been a really good move for me. Um, mentally, uh, do you think that it's it, it's made you grow a lot more? Do you think that the growth that you might have had from staying in the UK may have been a little bit, you know, more stagnant than where you're at now mentally? I mean, obviously, probably finance. Is it finances that really kind of was getting you down in the UK? The stress of not being able to do the things you wanted to do, and now you're in yeah. a position you're able to do much more, right? I think it was a mixture. It was one finances and also. I do like teaching and it's a very rewarding job, but for some reason in the UK, uh, there's just a lot of paperwork, a lot of bureaucracy, and that was kind of getting me down. I was feeling very stressed and I'm not a person that gets stressed easily, but I felt like going to Dubai, although I was in the the same profession, it was a fresh start and I felt the love for the job return. Obviously, I left the country. I did have one friend that lived there that worked at a different school, but I basically went by myself Mm -hmm. and, you know, it it gives me confidence to know that I've gone to another country, I've been able to stay there, build up a life, you know, had new colleagues, got a promotion, save up, travel to lots of places. So I do kind of feel like, you know, I can do most things now because I was a bit anxious when I went there, but it's all turned out and for the best. And yeah, I do feel like I've grown and I'm so glad that I've done it. And I did say to people at the time, because they were like, you know, what if you hate it? What if this, that and the (laughs) other? And I was like, you know what? I'll just come back. And the what if, imagine if you didn't try, you know? Imagine if you listened to those, like, I know that it was probably coming from a caring place, but what if you listened to those people who would never take that leap? You know what I mean? No, exactly. And I was worried because um, I also have a partner who's in the UK. Yeah. So... We've been doing long distance, and that was one of the main things that people said, you know, you're going to break up, you're going to ruin your relationship. And I said, but, you know, you have to take risks in life. We could break up with us both being in the UK. This is something that I wanted to do for myself, and I feel like if I hadn't have done it, I would have regretted it. And now I think this is going to be my last year probably because I want to come back to the UK and do some other things. But He's even seen me living abroad, and now it's something that we say, as a couple, we might go and live somewhere else yeah. in the future. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, definitely glad that I've done it. And I do feel like when people have negative things to say, it is coming from a place of love, but it does put doubts into yeah. your head. But sometimes you just have to say, do you know what? What's the worst thing that could happen? Yeah. And then go for it. Um, I was going to say, because um, my partner, he spent a lot of time away when we, like, the early years of us dating and um, it is difficult to be in a long distance relationship because mentally you're in two different spaces and um, I can definitely testify and understand where you're coming from in that capacity but I love the fact that you still stood within your calling like you felt that that was the place that you needed to be or you just needed some type of transition for what you were doing because you are passionate about teaching. And I think that's really, 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 really cool that your relationship didn't essentially stop you from making that decision. No, exactly. And, you know, now I think I've kind of done my time. I'm ready to come back. But I always come back to the UK. He's been out to visit me in Dubai and, you know, FaceTime and Skype and all this modern technology. We've managed to maintain things. And I think it's made us stronger as well. Yeah. Because now we can say, actually, you know, you questioned us, but we've done it and yeah. we've shown it can work. Absolutely. So. 
I wanted to um, segue a little bit into um, that last day of you being in London and you getting on that plane, minus your partner, minus everything you knew prior to moving into Dubai. Um, mm-hmm. How was it finding a property there? How was it, you know, your first day of work? What was the type of things that were going on in your mind? And was you worried, like, is this the right thing? Have I done the right thing? Kind of <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, on the last, I remember the night before, I didn't sleep much, and I was feeling really nervous, because yeah. I was like, oh my goodness, this time, I'm going, another airport, obviously tearful, <laughs> yeah. saying goodbye to family and friends, but as teachers, we're quite lucky, because the majority of teachers in Dubai, the accommodation comes as part of your package, nice. so you don't have to worry about that when you get there, they've already told you, you know, where you're going to be living, yeah. and what's included in your package, but I think I arrived about 3 a.m. in the morning, got to the apartment, and at the time, the place where I was staying, the internet wasn't included, so we would have had to go and set it up, and I remember trying to FaceTime home, and I bought a little bundle on EE, and it just basically (laughs) lasted three minutes, and I looked out on the balcony, and I was like, oh my goodness, I'm just in the desert with nothing, (laughs) I was like, what have I done? But then the next day, you know, we went to the mall, we set up our SIM cards, and made some friends, and it's kind of weird because you know you're not on holiday. Yeah. So you're like, I'm actually here. And I remember I was there until Christmas and I think I had 17 weeks. So I was counting down. But then once you make friends and you get your circle and you're working and, yeah. you know, I met my colleagues and I met my class, you kind of get into it. And I remember coming back home for Christmas feeling like, oh, I don't want to go back. But once <laughs> I went back in January, I felt like very settled. I was yeah. like, I know this now. I know what I'm doing. And it just kind of feels like home away from home. Yeah. I mean, the community's definitely growing there now. Um, I spend a lot of time looking because it's something that I've always had an interest in doing. But I'm not a teacher. I'm a creative. So I know it's a bit of a different angle, if that makes sense. But um, yeah, I, I, I love the fact that I'm seeing a lot more British people um, taking the leap of faith to go and work in other countries. And especially like social media and stuff. It just allows us to see a snippet that these people are taking the risk, and I love that. Yeah, exactly. I always have a lot of uh, friends of mine messaging me saying, my friend's moving out here, my sister's moving out here, and it's quite interesting because I had a friend whose sister recently moved out there, and I think she works, um, maybe she's a nurse, but she works in the medical industry, and because there are so many teachers, even in one school, and we all live in close proximity, I kind of already had like a friendship group ready-made, whereas she had been finding it a lot more difficult and was asking me, you know, are there any websites that I know for expats to go on to meet up with other people? And I was just, you know, saying, you can look here to find flats or if you want to meet up with us. So I know in different professions, the experience can be quite different. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was in Dubai earlier in uh, August this year, and actually it seems like there's a whole load of expats coming from every parts of the world. Yeah, definitely. Actually, the Emirati uh, population, which is the people that are native to the UAE. So I just wanted to kind of touch on, um, you know, others kind of embedding themselves into Dubai if they've decided to also take the same leap of faith and um, how they get on like you had obviously a network around you because of your um, role but what if other people were trying to get into that whole movement of how Dubai works and meeting new people and stuff 
Yeah, I think um, definitely it's good to find a connect before you go out there. So even if you know somebody that's in a different field, like I'm a teacher, but I'm a teacher, but I have friends that work in property, yeah. have friends that work in marketing, have friends that work in the medical industry. So I think it's good to find somebody who knows somebody in that field before you go out. Yeah. You can kind of, you know, know the ropes and find out how to rent your apartment and things like that. And I know for lots of times for renting an apartment, you have to pay a certain amount of money up front. Yeah. So it's good to find out from those people, those kind of things. In advance. And, uh, yeah, I think it's just, you know, if you don't have, some people are working with colleagues that are, you know, maybe they're, in a different age bracket, they might be much older yeah. or they might be more family people. So it's good to try and find a friendship circle of people that are similar to you. Yeah. So you can go out and do the things that, that you enjoy. Um, and at first, I just had friends that were teachers, but now I've discovered that there's actually people that I knew from school and college and oh, uni wow. that are out in Dubai doing other things. That's amazing. So, yeah, so I've been able to meet up with them. So somebody that was at my uni he's in property and then another girl that I worked with she does some like marketing for a lingerie company yeah. and another girl that I went to school with is a nurse out there yeah. um so yeah there's lots of people out there doing different things oh do you would you say that um one of the most attractive things about Dubai for um people coming in to Dubai is wages tax-free living um not yeah, I would, I would say, yeah, the tax-free tax free, um, salaries and also I think that it's a good travel hub because, yeah. it's, where it's, well, because where it's located. Yeah. So if you want to travel, especially within Asia or even yeah. to Australia and New Zealand and places like that, mm-hmm. Dubai is a very good travel hub to enable you to get to all those places. Yeah. It's only seven hours from the UK if that's where you're based. So yeah. I know I have a friend... Um, who lived in Vietnam at first. I've been, yeah. He was like, you know, as her parents were getting older, she didn't feel comfortable being that far away from home. Yeah, yeah. But now she likes being in Dubai because if anything was to happen, you know, you just jump on the flight and you can be home the same day. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think definitely from what I've seen of the people that are out there, it's the salary, uh, the fact that it's a good travel hub and obviously the sunshine because it's sunny. (laughs) majority of the year um how does the culture difference um affect you and has it affected how you've decided to do things while you're out there i mean they can be it well it is quite a religious place in some capacity um yeah so obviously it's a islamic country and you know when i was moving out there i hadn't been to dubai before oh wow so i think my perception of how it was going to be was slightly different yeah so but when I was packing, I was like, you know, I'm going to make sure I pack everything that's below the knee, yeah. you know, no shoulders out. And then when I actually went there, I was <laughs> like, like oh, it's, it's different like to what you expect. Yeah. It's kind of like you're aware that you're in an Islamic place and yeah. everybody's respectful of the culture. And, you know, particularly at work, we always make sure that we're covered yeah. and they have a national day celebration and everybody celebrates and usually we would wear the national dress. But in terms of day-to-day living, it doesn't really affect what you're doing. Yeah. I mean, you can still, like, we go out to the mall, we go out to eat, we go to the cinema. Um, a very popular thing um, for expats in Dubai is brunch, yeah. which is basically like a party, but it starts at midday <laughs> yes. and it's all you can eat and drink yeah. for 
for three or four hours and yeah. people get dressed up and it's in quite in some of the quite fancy hotels yeah. um so it is quite liberal obviously if you there if you do something that you know you're totally supposed not to do then you could get in big trouble but day to day um yeah i don't really find it that different from from living in london but i suppose whereas london is very multicultural yeah. anyway i'm always aware that there's people of different faiths around yeah. um i suppose the time this i suppose the time that you notice most that you're li- living in an islamic country is when it's ramadan yeah because because obviously at that time people are fasting yeah and although my friends fast in the uk everybody else is just going on as normal yeah but in the uae everything out stops. of a sign of respect when other people are fasting nobody can eat in public yeah so you do find that it's a lot quieter and it seems to be a time of reflection yeah and, you know the malls are quieter in the day because the restaurants are closed um so i suppose that's when you notice most that you're living in islamic country yeah. and obviously you always see people around Emirati people and people in national dress, but it just becomes normal. Yeah. Um, I've been to yeah, Dubai, so, so I know it's. I found a... it restrictive or difficult. Yeah. Anyway. I think if you've never been, then you kind of have this perception because of what the news is kind of like left exactly. on us about Dubai. But for the most part, when I've been there, I've like it, I'm on holiday sometimes. You know what I mean? So I I can obviously you wouldn't be disrespectful but also it's not as rigid as people make it out no. to be, you know? and obviously they like a huge part of the economy of dubai Fashion. is tourism and a lot of the jobs that people are doing yeah. is expat so i think they they make it liberal to a certain degree because they want to attract the tourists and they want to attract the expats yeah. um so often, yeah, I definitely feel like the perception that you get when you haven't been there is quite different yeah. to when you actually go. And I often say that to my friends. I'm like, you know, don't believe everything that you see or that you read. Sometimes you have to experience things for, for yourself. yourself to see what it's actually like. Um, I was going to say that now that you're kind of deciding if this is your last year, I'm sure that's not, as, you're not sold yet on the fact that it's the last year. You're thinking that way, right? No, definitely. Um, when we go back in January, we have to start, you know, letting our intentions be known to oh, the wow. school. Yeah. Because the school will start to recruit for the next year. So, uh, okay. I mean, in the UK, if you're going to leave your current school, you don't have to let them know till April, like Easter time. Yeah. But internationally, because, you know, they're recruiting from all over the world, you have to, you don't have to let them know for sure. But they like to know your intentions. So, no, I'm definitely thinking of coming back because, you know, Obviously, my partner's here. Yeah. Um, my I've got one nephew, but my sister's having another baby, so I want to be around for my, my family, new, my new niece. And yeah, you know, I'm getting like a bit older, so my goals are changing, changing, thinking more towards Children family and, and yeah. things like that. So it's not 100, percent but I think it's probably about 80 percent certain that I'm going to come back. But you know, lots of my friends now in Dubai, they've done the Dubai thing, and I think Dubai is a good place to go as a first step. Yeah. Because for people from the UK especially, it is very Western. Yeah. And the way of life is very similar to what we have in London in particular. But now they've done Dubai, they're kind of going on to different places. So I've had friends that have gone to Vietnam. Yeah. And now this year I've got a lot of friends that are going to live in Hong Kong. Yeah. And and I actually visited Hong Kong in February and I really liked it. Nice. And they also offer very good packages for teachers. Teachers, So. It's something that, you know, I might do in future. I might go to Hong Kong for a couple of years. But it's definitely opened up my 
my mentality in regards to living abroad and traveling because I love London it's my home yeah. but now I kind of see the world differently yeah I'm always looking to go to new places and experience new things well let me tell you girl that London is still just as hard as it was when you left the property ladder hasn't helped it no, got I worse <laughs> and um yeah if if you're able to get on um you and your partner then that would be really 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 dope because then at least wherever you go in the rest of the world you know that you always have your hub in london exactly and that's the thing um so yeah i'm just definitely glad that i've done it and also i have my like core friendship group that i have in dubai i think this year a couple of them want to go home Mm a couple are moving on to hong kong and other places and my friend that's been an expat for a while always says you know when your closest friends leave yeah it does make a big difference yeah so it does kind of seem like it could be the time for me to to come back and decide what the next step is yeah um, I can't believe that um, you had never been and you went, which is absolutely amazing. Um, just looking at your um, feed sometimes, it's just really inspiring because, you know, sometimes when you're in London, you're surrounded by a lot of people that are doing the same thing. And it's just really refreshing sometimes to just stumble on somebody's page that you've known and they've kind of transitioned and done something totally different, which I think is absolutely just wicked. Um like, I don't. I don't know what else to ask you. Really, I think I've asked you a lot <laughs> on how. Yeah, no, what's... definitely. I know that because I have a friend. I think he, he's based in London. But before I went to Dubai, all I used to see was him travelling all the time, <laughs> travelling around, and I used to see it on the Instagram and Facebook and be like, "Wow, this is something I want to do. Yeah, I want to travel." And then I said to him, "You know, like, how do you do this?" And he's like. If you want to do it, you just do it. Yeah. You've just got to get, up, get and up and go for it. Yeah. And I do feel like that. It is kind of like that in a way. Obviously, there's always difficult things and you miss home and yeah. it's tricky at sometimes. But it is that is kind of the way, you know, when you look at things and you aspire to them. Because I'm the same. I see certain things online and I'm like, wow, that's what I want. Yeah. And whenever you ask people, they do have to say, like, I remember my friend bought a property in the UK and I was like you know how did you do that yeah. and he was like I just worked I had my normal job yeah. I took on a, I took an extra job yeah. at the weekend yeah. and he's like and I hustled. just basically worked and saved for three years and that's how I did it and the thing and sometimes is how it, it is that simple it's just yeah it is it's <laughs> just the hard it. work and dedication the the only yeah. I, I love um the UK and I love London and like I was able to get on the ladder this year, but when I mean oh, that was, but it was, it was like the hardest thing I ever had to do. Do you know what I mean? Because I had to live still yeah, and save so much that I was able to even get on the ladder, you know what I mean? With my partner. So I a hundred million percent understand when it sounds simple, but putting that into action and motion and staying on task to actually achieve exactly. it. Oh my God, it's, it's another a lot of thing. hard work oh, and dedication. A, a load of hard work and dedication. Yeah. And that's why I'm like, if you don't start to plan and put the seeds in place of what, even if it's just a thought, you have to write it down and just kind of have a small plan in, in that direction because otherwise you'll just constantly be working paying out, working, paying out, and none of the goals or whatever it is that you even thought of, you will never even take two steps towards it. You know what I mean? No, definitely. And you do have to prioritise. Because when my friend was saving at that time, he wasn't going on any holidays, really, or doing many fun things, because that was his main goal. 
Yeah. Because it's pretty hard with most people's salary to be saving up a reasonable deposit yeah. and traveling. Yeah. So you do kind of have to sacrifice at that time. And to by yourself as well. Whatever your, whatever your goal is. If he did that by yourself, that's absolutely amazing because even now with two people in the UK, if your salaries are not that great, the likeliness of even being able to get on the ladder is like next to nothing. You know what I mean? It yeah, might not it's very happen. tricky. It is very tricky. Yeah. And I feel like that was part of the thing that, that spurred me on to, you know, going abroad and doing something different because I was like, I don't want to just keep working here. And, you know, I think now actually my viewpoint is a bit different because yeah. when I was in the UK, I was very property focused. Yeah. And although I still want to get a property, being in Dubai and traveling more has made me realize that actually yeah. there's other things to enjoy in life. Yeah. Yes, it's important to have property and to have, you know, yeah. something behind you. But I feel like I'm not as focused on it, which yeah. is a good thing. Yeah. Because at the time I was focused on it and I didn't have it and it was getting me down a the, bit. I Where know now, that feeling. <laughs> yeah, you feel like I've you've realized, lost you or you failed, right? You have to enjoy what yeah. you've got at, at the time. So yeah. especially if you're like, has changed. Especially if you're hitting that, like, 30 mark and you haven't done what you feel that, society says that you're supposed to have done or achieved no, exactly. or you know what I mean it's like and that meme on. that you see going around at the moment <laughs> that's like getting a degree after yeah. 25 is still an achievement yeah. getting, the, getting yeah. that and it's true it is but we're so focused on by 30 you should be married you should yeah. have a child you should have a property yeah. and you don't have to like you live a life that suits that suits you do you but, feel, um, feel pressure from um you might not now because you've kind of stepped into your truth to um but did you used to feel a lot of pressure from online and what because some of the people we probably follow are probably much more wealthy than we are they're probably you know what I mean like more aspirational for us but do you feel like that kind of had some type of undertone to you really taking the leap of faith to think you know what I can save this amount of money this can allow me to do this I can have flexibility here you know what I mean was any of that ever in the back of your mind that that social media pressure no I don't think I feel pressure from social media as such because I think I'm aware that not everything that you see on social media (laughs) is necessarily true and plus everybody follows some people on social media that have a completely different Different lifestyle to Mm -hmm. themselves yeah i think your friends and family are also on social media so i feel like when you see people that kind of you know come from the same roots as you and done similar things when you see them start to buy houses and you feel really pleased for them but then you think hmm if they're doing it (laughs) i should be doing it now as well yeah so i think it's more that when it's people that are have had a similar upbringing and similar education to yourself and That's, I think, the, not the pressure comes from that, because I always feel pleased for them. Yeah. But, you know, the little thought does uh, click in your head, like, oh, they've done it now. I was going to ask you, get on with it. Did your, were your parents buyers? Did they buy their property? Yeah, they were. And I think that's part of the reason why I've always been focused on that, okay. because that was what I knew. Yeah. And now, actually, I have a few friends that are not interested in buying a property at all. Yeah. Because it's not something that they aspire to. And listening to their viewpoint, it does make you think differently. But I feel like because I grew up in that household, I just thought, you know what, you grow up and you buy a property. That's the way it is. But then I have some friends that are like, you know what, I don't want to buy a property. I don't want to be tied down. Tied down, yeah. You know what, I don't mind renting and I spend my money on other things. I spend my money on experiences. And I also understand that viewpoint as well. Yeah. Um, And I feel like the UK is a very, very 
property focused country whereas there's some countries in the world where they do rent and buying is not really a thing yeah. so um I think it, it is what we're surrounded by and what we've grown up with it feeds into our consciousness and it's, what we want yeah it, it can be that way as well and I've definitely heard um both sides of the coin where people are like no 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 you must have a property you must have something and then I've heard I've listened to a few podcasts especially in the states and some of my older cousins who had previously had mortgages and sold their properties and said they'll never get another mortgage again just based on the fact that it's so binding it's so um restrictive in some aspects and it's so stressful to make sure that you make those payments to make sure that you're on time with everything and you know the UK market is just so up and down in terms of people with jobs a lot of people haven't had pay increases for god knows how many years now we've got Brexit looming and it's just a whole different climate where where our parents probably had the opportunities to buy their properties were so much less it was less pressure i mean the rate when my parents bought it was like you didn't even need a deposit you didn't need a deposit exactly yeah you just got it yeah and that's the thing um and it is nice because you know if you're going to have children you want to have something Something, behind you that's worth a substantial amount but the market is completely different nowadays and you know you read all these articles and they'll say like average first time buyer age 37 or yeah. even higher yeah. in london and yeah. it was never like that for our parents no. most of them bought i think my mom and dad bought when they were like 19 and yeah. 23 so it's completely different it's absolutely different um I absolutely love talking to you and um I just think you give me so much hope like if I did want to make that leap like I have been to Vietnam um for fashion and stuff like that so I know I I like to travel as well and I like to get out there and if I decide on something today that's the thing I'm focusing on and I like to take that leap of faith and I love the fact that you've done that it's just it just it's so inspiring to me um I just wanted to ask you um three books what you would suggest to our listeners, the advice you didn't take, what kind of free books have really changed your life? Oh, that's a tricky one. <laughs> um, actually, I like, um, what is it? The Paolo. Paolo oh yeah. One, the the Alchemist. Alchemist. I love yeah, that book. Alchemist. Yeah. That's, a, that's one of my favorite books. That I really enjoyed. And actually my friend bought me a book, which is completely different to what I would usually read. Yeah. And it, uh, Rich Dad Poor Dad. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've yeah, tried that a I few found times, the book but really interesting because yeah. I've never been somebody that particularly thinks about money, money. or mm-hmm. you know, I'm not. Um, I've always concentrated on like experiences and being happy and enjoying my life, and I found that book quite interesting in terms of you know like making money yeah. and having an entrepreneurial spirit. So yeah. that I actually really enjoyed that book because it made me think about things. A bit differently yeah and it did make me think you know what actually sometimes people that are very successful and wealthy they do have a different mindset yeah and I realized that I don't have that mindset <laughs> <laughs> that was quite interesting to read um and then actually a book that I'm reading at the moment so I'm not sure you know how I'm going to find it but I got it as a Christmas present yeah. and it's uh Oprah Winfrey's book what I know for sure oh I've read and that yeah, I've only read a few, a few uh, chapters so far, but yeah. at the moment it seems to be resonating with me, yeah. so I'm looking forward to reading the rest, and I just kind of like her outlook so far, yeah. but she, you know, appreciating things yeah. and really living in the moment, exactly. that's something that resonates with me, because yeah. I feel like lots of the time we're worrying about the next step, 
and you know you should be living in the moment achieve next and what's going to happen in future and nobody knows what's yeah. going to happen and how much time we've got so i really like the idea of you know enjoying the simple things in life absolutely getting great pleasure from what's around you at the moment yeah. um so yeah i haven't finished reading it but i would say those three books have been either you know they've touched me or they've been very interesting to read to read wicked um i've read I've, rich dad poor dad was it's it's just too much sometimes for me i'm dyslexic so i've got short attention spans and met them like the, in the normal time but to continue to read it i think also because i'm a bit of an entrepreneur anyway yeah I exactly. get the gist of it yeah um oprah i think you should definitely continue to read it it's just something about it it's small wits it's enough. It's just what you need sometimes. Yeah, it's to just... very easy to digest. And yeah. I like the way that like, she separated the chapters. Yeah. And it's like, based on her own experience. Exactly. And, you know, it's like, what well, I know, I know. When things have happened, and like she knows them for sure. Yeah, it's interesting. I'd never actually thought of reading it. And my friend, it's actually my TA at work in the UAE. She yeah. bought it for me because she knew I was going to be traveling yeah. over the holidays. And was like, you know, you can read it on the plane when you're in your hotel and I'm really enjoying it so far it's nice. and the alchemist is just a it blows my mind every time that alchemist just such just something about it just warms your heart it pulls at your heart in ways that and and no other book has ever done to me the alchemist actually yeah definitely it's something different oh thank you so much for taking the time out um i know you're with your family and you're spending time in the uk at the moment probably just doing the last bits and pieces before you fly back um so i'm grateful for you taking the time how can we reach you how is the best way that people can interact with you or in which capacity Uh, on my instagram yeah yeah, probably Instagram is the best way. I'll put um, them in the show notes so then people can at you. Yeah, and exactly. Check out the book. So if anyone like, I often have people, you know, sending me a message about Dubai <laughs> and about just living abroad yeah. or even teachers. The best way for finding jobs abroad. Do you I'm have on a LinkedIn blog? As well, LinkedIn as well. So often people contact me on there. Um, so definitely, yeah. If it's something that you're thinking about doing, do you have and a you blog? Have any questions. Do I have a, a blog or? No, I don't have you a blog. You should. Actually. It sounds like something you would I know, like I would to do. I it as well. I think but, you would. Um, <laughs> I'm always busy working uh, or, or enjoying. You have to but, try because I've yeah, been watching a few YouTubers. Yeah, a few YouTubers have been. That's one of the reasons why I even know about like the teachers' movement in Hong Kong and Korea and places like mm-hmm. that is because of like YouTube and stuff like that. Just checking out what these people are saying or people oh, are doing definitely. and stuff. Hopefully, we'll put that into the atmosphere for you for 2018. Hopefully. Yeah, <laughs> because it would be something that I would enjoy actually. I think it would and really, I really look suit at you. Content creators, and it's something that I'm interested in. Yeah, I feel like I'd be able to do, but um. My partner also works in, he's like a script writer and yeah. creates shows and stuff. So nice. I see how much work goes Ugh. into him <laughs> editing and producing things. And I'm like, oh, I don't know if I have the patience for Patience that. for it, yeah. But maybe just a blog then you could just write when you want to exactly. write. And take people through the motion of really getting in. Because I'm sure there's a lot of information people don't know. Do you need visas? Um, how much Definitely. money you need up front to get apartments? Who can you trust to get apartments? You know what I mean? Who can vouch for you kind of thing? So I'm sure there's a lot of information people need. But I'll yeah. put your information in the show notes so people can reach out to you and you can give them your expertise. <laughs> oh for sure thanks so Wicked. much i've enjoyed being on the show it's thank you great. very very much um once the episode's ready i'll send it over to you so don't worry oh fantastic cool 